Howdy, y'all. This is Market Explainer, America's number one business news podcast. Today, like we do every week, we're going to break down four stories. The first one is going to be about a new player in social media. Who could it be? <laughs> Former president of the United States. I'm uh, just uh-huh. going to give you a hint. It's not the peanut farmer. It's not Bush, <laughs> Obama, Clinton. We don't know who it could be. We're going to have to get into it. We're going to talk about Netflix is opening a movie theater. What? Mm -hmm, mm Mm-hmm. A token, uh, a crypto token gets listed on Coinbase and it explodes. Imagine that. And then we're going to talk about season two of Squid Game and the business implications of the value that it's going to bring to Netflix. Yes. Never even seen the show. Before we jump into that first story, I want to tell you to go hit up our Patreon. We are going to be loading up our Patreon with all sorts of new dynamic content from yours truly. And I guess the big man also will join us. Um, my car podcast is, is going to be moving exclusively to Patreon. We're nice. going to be doing some other stuff over there. Um. So See, I learn something new us. every time we talk about this. I, you know, yeah. I do so little around here that it's hard really to keep Correct. up. Right. <laughs> I am running the show, as I've always said. I am the lead co-host, and um, sure. the big man is the junior associate co-host. You can also go to our website, marketexplainer.com. We had many argument over that website getting developed, so you should definitely go check it out to make that is arguments. True. That in absolutely. itself is worth uh, figuring <laughs> out, you know. Yes. So it's marketexplainer.com and patreon.com slash marketexplainer. You mm-hmm. can find us on Twitter and Facebook. We I fought tooth and nail to get that Facebook page rebranded. <laughs> yeah, you did. And then in our conversation, uh, in our pre-show conversation, I came up with the better name. And I was like, I, I we're stuck <laughs> with this one. I'm not dealing with ever changing. Um, we might change our logo, but we're never going to change our name because it's too freaking hard. So we're stuck now. I was supposed to legally change my actual name. And then I started looking at all the paperwork and and I have a couple licenses, like, you know, like professional licenses and all this other stuff. Mm -hmm. I have to change everything. And then all my, all my bills have to get changed. And, uh, I was just like, "Ah, this is too much work. Laziness took over. I like it. I yeah, like so I was like, I'm just gonna create an LLC in the name that I was gonna have. Exactly. And that will there just, you go. Yeah, that's that's as much as that's I'm gonna the way to it. go. That's the easier. It's a ama- it's it's amazing how much easier it is to create a person as an LLC yes, than correct. it is to create a person in real life. Yes. yes. Well, actually, creating yeah. a person is not that hard. I know I know people <laughs> who have gotten hammered and accidentally created a person. Listen, I've go. never gotten hammered and accidentally like fixed my transmission. So. It's actually pretty easy to make a person. Can, can we go back to business now? Can we go back to business? So listen, we can. But listen, we always say on the show we're not a political show. And we're not. The, nat- we're, the nature of the universe that we live in now is politics touches everything. And we don't want to be political. But if we want to talk about business, we're going to have to talk sometimes about things that are political. There's going to be some overlapping stories from time to time that are relevant in business from week to week. And, you know, we're getting close to having done 50 episodes here. Mm -hmm. Um, And this is a subject that we talked about in the first episode ever, which was what is Trump going to do when he leaves office? 
Right. Now, let, me, let me just say this and preface this again, continuing my original preface, which is we don't want to be political, but if we want to talk about business, nothing is off limits. That includes being political, talking about something political. We are making a promise here and now that we'll never pivot and become a political show because that's boring. Right. Um, we are always going to have our laser focus on business news, but we're going to expand into some other things, none of which is going to be politics, but we're going to have to say some political things from time to time. And we're open and honest about we, everybody knows, right? There's one of us who's an independent, uh, that guy. Uh-huh. And then there's the other one who is correct about everything that happened to right, you in the last 18 right. months. And everybody can guess based on what that says about you yes. of your political affiliation. Anyway, I, so I there, no political affiliation. there are three parts to this story that we're going to talk about today, right? Three different hilarious. aspects. One, All of them are hilarious to me. Every single one is funnier than the one next of one. them that President, previous President Trump or President Trump, new yes. media company is Trump Media and Technology Group, which is okay. releasing a truth social, right? A, a it's media called Truth platform. Social, which is True, their social media. Truth Social. So what are the three things? Tell me the, the three things. <laughs> the second part of the this we're going to talk about is the fact that once it was announced and was available to download, which was not supposed to be in mass until November, uh, the hacker group Anonymous took control over it within hours. <laughs> and third, that in a true Trumpian fashion, and I guess that's as political as I want to get about it, in true Trumpian fashion, the social media platform that he has created by himself is an actual ripoff of freeware that the company well, is already suing him for. Okay, hold on. Back up. I, I'm just saying. So, hold on. Yeah, okay. We'll, we'll, we'll address what he we'll just said. We'll address all incorrect. three aspects. So those are the right. three parts of the story that actually need to be talked about, right? Okay. The existence, <laughs> the immediate reaction by yes. Anonymous, and then, of course, the platform creation itself and what's yes. that meant. Okay, so the first thing is Trump Media and what is it? Trump Trump Technology? Media and Technology Group. TMTG yeah. is what it's being called. Which is, uh, if I'm not incorrect, which it, it's it's going SPAC. It's going public as a SPAC. Well, that's the initial plan. It was actually announced all together. Here's my here's my TMG, you know, yeah. TMTG um, idea. Uh, the reason it's called a media group and the reason you have Truth Social is Truth Social is the original app, which is its only uh, product at this point. But the right. idea, as Trump has said repeatedly since presidency, is he wants a media empire. He wants... He, he's he wants never said that. He's never said that, but he has gone to war with the media, which, again, we're not a political show, but I would say if this guy did anything that I agreed with, it was how he openly defecated on the corporate press, just saying. Um, <laughs> well, since and, being and, banned from all social media platforms out correct. there. And here, here's the other thing that I find interesting here is in the run-up to his election in 2016, um, his son-in-law was running around the country and the world buying up smaller media con uh, firms which lends credence to the conspiracy that or the belief that is a little more conspiratorial <laughs> that his run for presidency, which is just like, hey, listen, other people have run for presidency with the same intention. Sure. Um, I forget the guy's name. Um, Yen, Andrew, Andrew Yang, Andrew, Andrew Yang. Yang, which and then in turn tried to run for governor Cal or governor of New, New York and then and yeah, failed at that yeah. too. But, but listen, that was obviously, 
uh, a ploy to running for president is a great way to get your name out there. Correct. None of us would know Marianne Williamson without her trying to run for office. <laughs> that chick is lit. She is off her off her rocker nuts. Yeah. And I love her for that. Right. Sure. Um, and so uh, part of my anarcho-capitalist kind of philosophy lends credence to going, hey, that person's nuts. So that's right. more me than the philosophy, I would say. But um, and there was speculation that he did it as a ploy to say, hey, the media is lying to you. They're evil. And I'm launching my own what at the time people believed to be a Fox News uh, competitor. Correct. And there's a lot. There's a lot of evidence to suggest that's true. Now, this uh, corporation, I believe, the the public arm of it, or the the reverse merger part that was going to acquire this to make it public, uh, the SPAC part of it was actually filed a few days after the election, and he lost in 2020. So, if that just again being political for a second. Tells you everything he wanted. If you wanted to know how his, his true feelings. Yeah, I mean, look, he knew he was going to do something, right? When yeah. you get deplatformed by Twitter and Facebook or whatever, even yep. if, again, not trying and to be this, political, but a run in 2024, even being a possibility, doing those without a social media presence would be next to impossible. I, 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 I mean, it just would be. So, so. To me, again, I don't even think this is a push 2024. I think it's yet another grift in that there are going to be millions of people that will download this app. There right. are going to be millions of people that will, at, at the very least, try the, the to... The stock is already a meme stock, which right. is great. To try to, to, in some way, and then you're going to have actual media companies out there, your Foxes, your CNNs, your whatever, are going to cover this in some way, however it goes. Yes. Whether it's a flaming right bag of garbage or whether right. it takes off, they're and, going to cover it one way or the other. And one thing that is, if I, we have to give credit where it's due, um, and we have to say, listen, this guy was excellent at getting earned media. So in media, you have paid media, earned media. Right. Paid media is what you pay for. Earned media is you just went and created buzz, and now you don't need to pay for media coverage of whatever. I doubt this they paid a dollar to advertise this truth. Right. You know oh, what I mean? The stock. Um, they uh, the paid stock. A penny to, yeah, nothing. nothing. It, it's all a reaction to his name being tied to it and that kind of stuff. But yes. again, for the SPAC to actually succeed, right? So there are people out there that fall into the category that, look, this is a predetermined thing. It's going to succeed because it's got his name attached to it. And there's right. enough people out there to try it, right, that it will create right. itself. And that will essentially give Trump, a President Trump, a... He's always been a millionaire, right? He's always had these hard assets, his hotels and his whatever. Yeah. But this creates a different level of wealth if it succeeds, right? Yes. A completely and different asset wealth that he yeah. can play with all the time. I mean, the hotels Correct. and stuff like that are on paper wealth, but they're not liquid. They don't, don't. pay in monthly salary. They don't, right. you so know. In, in, one, in one of the, you know, there's a lot of documents that have leaked or come to light, you know, and one of them said something along the lines of he, you know, the Trump organization owes something like half a billion dollars. Right. 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 Absolutely. They have a, so, but the, here's the thing, the super wealthy, this isn't a condemnation or a critique. I'm just telling you how things are. Sure. 
explaining it as we do on Market Explainer. We're observing and reporting. That's, that's, that's what all we're doing. We're, <laughs> that's all we're doing. <laughs> the uber wealthy use debt in a way that media, normal people can't and probably shouldn't. Absolutely. <clears throat> and and they leverage it in a way most people don't understand. It's one of the, the things that they consider. Is you don't pay taxes on debt. So the point mm-hmm. is you create assets and then you go borrow against those assets. Now, why you couldn't, if you're a regular person, is you don't have enough assets and you couldn't get enough money to matter to balance out the interest. Absolutely. So the the tax savings aren't going to be there for you because the interest on some of the loans you could get are going to be pretty sharky. Right. And you shouldn't because, listen, Trump and other wealthy people who are worth hundreds of millions of billions of dollars have lawyers that that are getting paid thousands of dollars an hour to make sure that structure, their assets are structured in such a way that, um, you know, this is something that Robert Kiyosaki, the author of Rich Dad Poor Dad, he got sued by the Learning Annex, and the corporation that they sued had no assets. So right. he filed bankruptcy once the judgment came in. He filed bankruptcy. Right. And that the specific entity that they sued had no... Failed to exist. Was, at the it, bankruptcy, it, so it and it paid and then, nothing. Then it, it's gone. It's, well, yeah, so, so let's kind of trim this back. So, so look, you you've got someone that clearly set out because of his disbarment from social name. media platforms. He yes. came out with a what was essentially a blog at one point and said that was his new social media platform. It Which never took stupid. off, right? Yeah. It never took off. It wasn't. Um, and now you have this, and it's first being Freedom Social. Now I'm going to kind of jump to. Well, I'm not going to jump to, but so you have Freedom Social, which is its only product of TMTG no, at this Truth. point. Truth. I'm sorry, True Social. Yeah. Now, True dumb Social. Name. It, First of all, dumb name. But but if you're going to call it something like Truth, go buy Truth.com. It's going to cost you two or three million dollars. Right. Because right now it's forwarding to somebody else's website. The fact that they didn't do that and they went forward announcing a SPAC. Well, but this is this Drift. to me is how this is a whole bunch of boomers ideas. Yeah. Look at the name Trump Media, the Trump, the Trump Media Technology and Technology Group. Very boomer. Right. Adam. And then you turn around and go Truth Social because you have to name it social because it's a social media network. Again, all of these names came straight out of boomers, old yes. white people with gray hair going, no, that's awesome. Truth social. That'll be so great. Why do you got to right? make it about white people? I'm sorry, man. It's it's just, it's a boomer. Like this is yes, all is. comes out of you. these names screen. You don't know what the hell you're talking about. And then you turn around and you, you're the, you know what the very first rule of their terms and conditions, the very first rule of a social media platform created for freedom and the true social. You know what the number one rule is of the platform? Terms and conditions. And this is why, in my head, this ties into our second part of the story, which is why Anonymous kind of went in and created fake profiles for Trump and, you know, Pence and yada yada. Uh, Their very first rule of their terms and conditions is on the freedom and truth social media app you are not allowed to make fun of donald trump or the app of truth social that's great so that being the case what did you essentially do to hacker groups 
in this case anonymous is the one that did it right or whatever what do you it's like going on the internet and going it's, hey no one make fun of me please can y'all yes. stop making fun of me what is the entire internet gonna do now for the next week yeah it's called the streisand effect for those of you who don't know barbara streisand sued somebody for pointing out that she owned a house in california um on the internet and it turns out by pointing out that she owned a house somewhere in california uh, and suing the person for revealing that, mm-hmm. let's say ten people saw this. That this guy said, "Hey, here's a picture of Barbara Streisand's house." Hundreds of millions of people now where, know where that house is and that it's a test <laughs> because she sued. Right. So by it's a Streisand effect. So by telling people, you're not allowed to make fun of these two things. So listen, first of all, this guy memed his way into the White House. Well, again not a political show that is danny's belief yeah um i think we are entering you know we're leaving the information age and we're entering the meme age meme magic is real my friends <laughs> um this is i was saying this five or six years ago to a friend and he's like i don't i think you're out of your freaking mind i'm like no, no no trust me meme magic is real so okay meme magic so- is real in look at brexit right like meme magic is real yeah like it, 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 it's real because of its influence on younger it's a, people, right? It's, uh, a, it, it's ability. To, so I, I tracked the genesis of this to John Stewart. John Stewart was the first person who, for my generation, the elder millennials, mm-hmm. really created that kind of humorous, where he's not actually making a salient argument about anything political. Which right. is, I never liked John Stewart for that reason. I like him post Daily Show, but I'm saying he and never he's also made it back on Apple Plus. He's got a brand whatever. new show on Apple Plus. Yeah, yeah but it's I'm just great. Saying, but yes, I get what you're saying. His satirical never, part of politics. Yes, he he popularized that for my generation mm-hmm. to the extent because every time I went into any, you know, I went to a few universities. I went to community college and then a university. Anytime you walked into one of those student unions or those whatever, mm-hmm. what are they always playing? At that, when I was a kid, it was always, always Daily Show reruns or whatever. On- yeah, Comedy Central, Daily Show, yeah. whatever. It was so good, and it became, and again, that goes right but into what you were saying about the meme magic. Cults, yes. It, and that, I think like, that led to the meme magic because yes. of those hot takes on yes. real-life situations. And then that, it, it became then so never, popular that he had to become poly- political. Yeah, and so like... He he never again. I, I was never aligned politically with anything he ever said, um, and he never said anything I thought that I thought was necessarily profound. But that's what starts. And what happened is somehow the me magic went from the other team to the right team. Some I don't know how that happened. It just happened that way, right? Right. And now the official phrase is the left can't meme, and they really can't. I promise you. No, that that's that's see that is a matter for perspective. That you know, yeah. again, We're I get how share. you have, but yeah, yeah. but I, and the fact that John Stewart didn't say anything profound is, I think, is just awful. You for yeah. you to well, say he, something like that. He, he didn't, but he again, didn't you're allowed your opinion. He said so several then, things so that, that were profound. Right. But, so the first, but, so this is for this first thing in the terms of service is you're not allowed to attack the guy who created it. Can you imagine? Do you know all the memes? Like, listen, I'm just going to say this. This reminds me of a certain chairman of a certain country 
who was, uh, you know, compared to a certain cartoon character, Winnie the Pooh. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And <laughs> the character is illegal in that country because of this. That and I didn't. And here's the thing: I didn't know that, and I didn't believe him. I didn't believe that that was who he was going to be. Right. Right. And uh, it lends credence to a lot of um, criticism about him that I didn't necessarily hold before to be true, that I maybe changed my mind about who he is as a person, you know? Well, I mean, again, this is, this is the whole question of freedom, right? Is can you have freedom without the negative consequences that it creates, right? Can you have freedom without the groups that sometimes are created under the guise of freedom? And how do you deal with them accordingly? In this case, you have a true social media platform that is going to bill itself as the, I'm not going to kick myself off of, I wouldn't kick me off of this platform, but your rules are more stringent than the ones you got kicked off from. It, yeah. it begs the question uh, right off the bat of sincerity, right? What are you really trying to build here? And again, I think it's money. They've already gone that there's already that's a, true social, a true social plus which is they're going to be their version of a video platform, uh, that kind of stuff. And then it brings us to our third part of this story, which is um, that uh, this entire Wait, thing. But before you get into the third yeah. part of the story, I just want to say this much. I'm part of other alternative social media mm-hmm. and I use minds M I N D S and I use float. Um, and let me tell you something. It's not the same as Twitter and Facebook because it's a little more insular of a community. Right. And, you know, um, free speech is a little more fun to have when you can make people who don't like what you're hearing hear what you have to say. True. So I'll just say that, like, you know, as someone who has been banned from Twitter and had to, you know, jump to those other platforms, <laughs> I got banned for making fun of someone of my same race. And I was accused of Which you of still being, should not be able to do, Danny, but all right. Yeah. Okay. All I said was he probably only speaks English, which is probably true. Okay. Yeah, uh, but still, so, Danny. Yeah. Uh-huh. So, okay. So I'm just saying that, you know, part of the fun is having people on there who don't like you. And that, and the fact that, that this network won't do that is further moving towards moving the dialogue towards silos where we're not going to be discussing with each other, which is already happening on other social media platforms based on algorithms. But that goes back to my thought that it's just a grift. If I create a silo of like-minded people, I now have a a bucket of fish, right? Fish in a barrel. Fish in a barrel. Fish in a barrel that I can feed whatever propaganda, whatever information, and then product along with that, right? So I just want to correct the big man here. He said there's going to be a truth social plus. It's not true. There's a TMTG plus and a I TMTG apologize. news. Yes. So he's going to have a, this is in the, in the press release, there's going to be a Netflix competitor and a, and a Fox news competitor. If By it ever way, gets off the ground, which again, nobody knows at this point, whether it will, but it's a spec, baby. You're going to align those <laughs> pockets either way. Money, money, money. Uh, well, and that's, oh, I think that's really what it's about is they'll, they'll, they'll create all of this money, this influx of money. And whether 100%. any of it comes to reality is irrelevant. Yeah. Uh, this is the Nikola Motors of social media companies. At one hundred percent, absolutely, <laughs> I love is, that. Yes, yeah. Yes. Except now, they're they're jipping the public and not General Motors. 
So right. the third part of this, the third part of this is look, this, this, this is, is created this is, from a, go ahead. This is my favorite. This is actually my favorite part of the story. I'll, I'll jump in on this one. Okay, go ahead. Trump has historically done things where he's, he's bought in social or, or multi-level marketing companies and rebranded them. Trump. He's mm-hmm. done a lot of different things where he white labels, pro- where you can go and buy a product that a normal person and buy the target brand of something, right? And he'll brand it Trump and up the up the price. Trump vodka, Trump Airways, whatever it is. He uses his name like a brand. This isn't a new social media network. It's simply a Mastodon instance. Mm-hmm. It's his own, and which is a open source company, which right. which is an open source social media network, which um, as open source goes, like Android and others, mm-hmm. if if you so this is a piece of software, not an operating system like Android, but I'm just saying Android. So, so there is a part of using the license of Mastodon where we're going to give you the software for free. You get to you know, mix with it, mess with it, make it yours, but you have to put that code out there for people to be able to see. Correct. And they aren't. So doing that, that, that in right turn now. is then freeware and for that's how freeware works if you that's make how, something that, better that's the yes. whole reason android created freeware it is why tesla yeah. elon musk has come out and said that once they finish the tesla product that their electric cars run on they want to make it open source yes. so, so other electric companies can make it better or whatever right. this is the idea of we all can't know everything but there so there might be someone out there that knows more give them yes. access whatever however in the true Trumpian form in this case, they are not following the <laughs> guidelines of the um, free and open source agreement that they have right. taken. So even though the platform, the social media platform itself, is not available to the general public because they had to shut it down because of what Anonymous did, now right. they're taking you, pre-orders, get on a list, right? So it's not even up. And they've already been served a 30-day notice that if they don't provide that open source... Their licensing will get yanked. Exactly. And then there's no platform anyway. Right. So I just want to remind everyone, this is not the first alternative social network. Um, Our good friend, my personal good friend, Mike Lindell, Mm -hmm. um, we uh, we used to hang out all the time when I lived in Minnesota. Uh, we're good friends. Uh, my pillow of my pillow fame and fortune mm-hmm. also said he was going to start a social media company called Frank Social, which went absolutely nowhere so fast it was hilarious. <laughs> well, but um, look, it's not all of it. Look, Gab uses this software, right? This yeah, freeware. So the, the, yeah. So, so then it's yeah. out there, right? Yeah. It's it's out there. And again, I'm not knocking anybody at at tmtg using this freeware like why not it's there what i am knocking though is is because somebody's going to eventually come out and go oh well we didn't know or we didn't whatever and you did because there's part of the article where you've already been seen where there's emails that show that you someone internal working on this app for tmtg right replied to the way replied to an email saying that the uh, Mastodon logo appearing inside was a bug they needed to fix. So they're acknowledging that, that they used yeah, they, it 
right, and right, right. that there's you see them like so so there's no there's no way out in this way except right. for to do the right thing which is to open the source code they've also been and part of the lawsuit is not only are you not sharing the freeware you're also saying in your terms and conditions that this is proprietary software which it ain't it's not so they're saying that it's proprietary which it's not and they're not right. sharing the source code Right, so fail, major fail, epic fail. This is the part that I don't understand about a lot of these types. And again, I'm not picking on Trump in this case. This is actually a lot of different businesses. Right. You have how many people are employed that their job is to to their job for the last let's say three months is to get this out, to get this right. information out. And how did those people you paid are so dumb? That this is what gets to market. That no, this so is I, that somebody changes the word to proprietary. That yes. someone, you know what I mean, goes, "Hey!" That someone doesn't go, "Hey, yo, we can't do that." So I, I wonder how much of that is the stupid people, or it's boomer. Like what you said was so true. This is BoomerCon one hundred and one, which is so the different. There's different ways to approach business and developing technology, and one of the theories is let's just put it all out there. It will metastasize. We're going to grow this thing so fast because we're going to have so many people joining and using mm -hmm. our software that it's going to create a situation where we're going to be able to make money on the hardware, on the app, whatever. There's ways, right. other ways to make money. Um, and we're seeing this with like, you know, Windows switched from like, hey, all the upgrades are free now. You know what I'm saying? Like, right. That the approach that has been a business, which is we're going to charge you for the operating system or the software or whatever, that has proven not to not to be um, a successful model. But the point is, when it comes to boomers, they're out to lunch on what works and what doesn't work, right? Which is which is why, as someone who is otherwise you know politically savvy, I would say. I find boomer cons, which for those unfamiliar with the phrase, the boomer conservatives <laughs> to be a hilariously inept and uh, inept group of people who lack self-awareness. And when I hear them talk, all I can think is, how did you people survive? Well, but they were that's what makes them out of touch is they yeah. were in tune for their time. They were. Yeah. It's how they got where they were. Right. They were innovative thinkers of their time. But they are they 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 made they have made one mass mistake and guess what this is a lot of old folks this is not just boomers this is probably the generation before them and the generation before them is yeah. this ability to believe that what you think lasts forever right right the, I guess the, that is true the work tools that you've developed based on your experiences and now you're successful you think that now applies to a new generation or a new situation and it just changes too fast now right so how, what you so some some gray-haired 55 60 65 year old that they had in a bunch of boardrooms 10 of them and they think oh trump media technology that's awesome oh good job and they've got a whole bunch of interns and everything around them going this is the dumbest effing thing on the whole planet right, and nobody's listening to that group of people so here's the other thing maybe this whole thing works for the audience that it's appealing to and that could be true because and they are th them themselves their demographic is the audience yeah 
So maybe that's exactly, maybe the, the head, and you might be right. Maybe we're just, maybe my way of thinking about this is a more broad spectrum where they were trying to be very targeted. We're thinking about this as business people. You have to start thinking about this as a grifter. That's what I'm saying. Yeah, see that, and that's true. I I will tell you that is a a weakness of mine. Is I've never under I've never been able to grab the mindset of and and look. And I've had a lot of people try to pull me into the dark side, um, including the guy over there. Um, but I, <laughs> why's it got to be the dark side? <laughs> I, I've had a lot of people try to pull me in the direction of hey, just do this with your name right and you can yeah, and it yeah, will lead yeah. to this and 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 that kind of stuff and this does you're right kind of fall in that vein right if if you've got if that is the end result which we can't know right we can right. guess we can have our opinions but right. if that is the end goal you're right maybe it just is hey this is how we get people on board and once they're fish in a barrel it's just taking out fish in a barrel and so my my thought process too is perhaps their 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 theory is we're going to start with the Mastodon instance on our own, customize the crap out of it, and build it out so it's a little more of a Facebook competitor or, or something that feels like Facebook. And here's another thing I'll just say in, in trying to close out this topic. I despised the way these people were like, well, you know, we have nowhere to go now. When there are a handful of libertarian-esque social media platforms that have been around like minds has been around for almost a decade. Sure. Okay. It's a great platform. I use it. I can put video, all this other stuff on it. I really like it. The fact that they said, well, that's not good enough for us. We want something that really appeals to our Patriot, whatever dumb thing you I hope, I hope, I hope all of their data gets, spilled on that on the on the dark web <laughs> well it's already been shown to uh, obviously hackers have already done that so i would be curious to know what they're planning to do about that between now and its release right but yeah. again it goes back to they don't they don't want an alternative and when i say they i mean anybody complaining about what twitter is what right. facebook is what linkedin is what any of these big players are anybody complaining about them from any level what they want is that platform in with their way of thinking that's it yes they don't, they don't want, want they want to be on twitter and be able yes. to say what they want to say and have people exactly they don't that's want totally an alternative yes. because they want the mainstream version yes we and uh, hey guess what what human nature we right. all want to be you know barbara corcoran of shark tank fame said um nobody wants what nobody wants and everyone wants what everyone wants mm -hmm. it's such a it's such a apropos thing to this uh but I think we're going to move on to the next story. What do you say, big man? Absolutely. Uh, before we do that, I want to tell you about the new store of value. It is the same as the original store of value. It's God's money, my friend. It's gold. You can click the link down in the description down below, and you can get started with Acre Gold, which is a company that lets you build up a bank of uh, a monthly subscription. And one that subscription builds up to the cost of two and a half grams of gold. They send you the gold in the mail. I love that. God's money. That should be. It is. I was just watching a uh, something from Robert Kiyosaki. I don't mm -hmm. think he's not a religious guy. From what I remember him saying he doesn't believe in God at all. 
but he refers to, to to silver and gold as God's money, which is very interesting to me. I like that. I, I could I could see that, and not only in gods in the one God, but it was definitely mm-hmm. in the Greek God age, and yes. you know what I mean. Whatever uh, silver and gold was absolutely yeah, the God's whatever, money. Whatever, man. whatever, uh, you know, incorrect idea you uh, you know ascribe <laughs> to your. You know, we hit politics ah, and religion in the same all in the podcast. same one. So you can click the link down in the description. You can get started started with Acre Gold today. We were so excited to bring them on as an advertiser because uh, both of us are uh, gold and silver. Hey, anytime one of mm-hmm. my cousins or siblings has a kid, I go on buy a couple of grams of gold, you know, just to get them started. And uh, one of my nephews has more money than I did when I was twenty. Because uh, he was born when gold was kind of low, yeah at the low so. end. Yeah, yeah, that's nice. That's awesome. Yeah. So this next, what's story next story is so good, so hilarious. Netflix <laughs> is buying up, and this is the third time they've done it. I didn't know about the other two times. Yep. They're buying up an old theater, an abandoned theater, um, mm-hmm. in SoCal, in Southern California, which is probably. I mean. Is this theater like they're going to buy and rehab it? Is anyone ever going to be allowed to go into it, though? <laughs> is the question, which is they should have bought. They you should give, have bought. A, you give Danny a political inch. He's going to take a political mile. But go ahead. That's right. Um, so they're reopening the Bay Theater at the Palisades Village. Um, and it's oh, 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 it's already opened. Actually, it opened on October 22nd. So we're recording yep. this uh, a little after that. Yeah. Um, this is the this is the horseshoe of technology, right? Yeah. Um, Warby Parker has physical locations where you can go and buy glasses. Well, they, Amazon they, opened bookstores again, yeah. right? Amazon so they, opened bookstores. They, they, go ahead. They 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 had purchased old Borders bookstores that had gone out of business. Stop it! <laughs> that they had put out of business, by the way. You know what I mean? Like, yes. So they put them out of business, and you could say that Netflix probably had something to do with these movie theaters going out of business, right? In some way, fashion, or form. So I, I think this is, I think this is one of those. And look, guess what? Amazon buying the bookstores has actually been pretty successful for them, creating an atmosphere, right, and that kind of stuff. So, so you're right in that things are a horseshoe. So it sounds on the surface Netflix buying up, but I guarantee you they're getting these things for a deal. They're partnering yeah. with companies that probably already own the building in some way, right? So right. I doubt they're taking up a hundred percent responsibility for them either. They're probably some I, kind of partnerships. Right. I bet it's some sort of deal where they are. Um, they're probably doing a lot of analytics and saying we have a lot of Netflix customers in this specific area. Here's a theater that went into bankruptcy or receivership. I'm assuming yep. a lot of things here. I'm just suggesting that this is how it's working. I don't know that to be true. And they're saying, hey, uh, we're going to buy up this theater. We're going to reopen it. And um, we're going to because this is a complete vertical supply chain now. Right. right. When I believe in some of the other ones they've opened, if you show that you have a Netflix account, I don't know how you do that, but you can just watch the movie for free. Right. Well, and that's, look, there's, 
there's a, a bunch of different ways to spin this, right? Your whole movie night out with the family, right? Or friends or date night or whatever. They essentially have no cost in licensing movies like a normal movie theater, right? You just, whatever Chris Hemsworth movie Netflix is already making, you put it out at, hey, if you live near one of these theaters, you can go see it a weekend ahead of time, you know what I mean, for 10 bucks or whatever the normal pop. And they're not having to share that with a movie maker. They're not having to share that with anyone, right, or whatever. Um, and it gives you a different experience. I, now, do I think that Netflix is going to turn around and buy thousands of movie theaters across the country? And do, No. I do, however, think in highly dense populated cities, SoCal, New York City, Austin, Houston, Austin Dallas. Is, yeah, yeah, yeah. You buy up an old movie theater, right? Oh. You put these things in there. And let me tell you something. As a as a guy that's had, I mean, my kids are now 14, 13, and 13. So obviously for the last 14 years, right? Yeah. I've had little kids. And during the summer months and stuff like that, when they're not in school, movie theaters make so much money rerunning old Disney classics, all, all of these things that they've already bought and paid for a long time ago. And they'll, you know, Little Mermaid on Tuesday. And you know what I mean? Bring the kids and it's kid friendly, whatever. And you take Netflix and they go, okay, guess what? On Monday, it's Monday, whatever day. And we're going to show right. these types of movies all day on Monday. We're going to show these types of movies all day on Tuesday. We're going to show, you know what I mean? Horror films on Thursday or whatever it is. Right, right, right. And, and people will come out and it's just a way for them to make extra money on the side. And listen, um, the horseshoe of retail, brick and mortar, rather, where we're seeing all online businesses open a handful of retail locations is not the same contrived notion of original retail. This is really an opportunity for them to, I think this is the Gary Vification of like customer mm -hmm. appreciation. That's what I think it is. Mm -hmm. it gives your customers an ability to be tactile tactile when they want they want to touch and feel you absolutely brand, they get to do that and so for a company as big as netflix the premier player the incumbent player in in streaming right mm -hmm. it makes perfect sense that they would go out there and buy up a theater or two in a highly dense not just a highly densely populated city but a city that has a lot of their subscribers where they can go hey you're a, you know, you buy the most expensive because I don't even have the cheapest Netflix membership. I have the more expensive Netflix right. membership, right? Yeah. Still no DVDs because I'm not a monster anymore, but you know <laughs> what I'm saying? So if you have, you know, the whatever level and up, you can come out and have uh, whatever it is, cocktail hour. Because mm -hmm. Netflix is kind of like a gym membership. You kind of forget that you have it sometimes, but they keep just building your credit card. Yeah. Well, but that's the whole point is they have it. And we're going to talk about that a little bit later in our fourth story. Right. But guess what? This gives them a place to hold events. If you're going to have a movie premiere, why wouldn't you have it at your own movie theater? 
Why wouldn't you have a red carpet at this, you know what I mean? In New York, in Austin, in SoCal and stuff like that. It gives you a place that you can have these events. You can bring people to. And like you said, people like these little tangible, right? I I went to a Netflix event in SoCal, Mm -hmm. right? Or whatever. And, and it keeps them top of mind as well, right? So I think it just gives them freedom. I I don't think it's anything that a completely new arm of Netflix or, you know, I don't even think it's going to to create an insane amount of revenue or whatever no. i think it will pay for itself yes. i think it'll be a profitable arm but right. i think relatively small and more hey we got to have events sometimes anyway yes this gives us a place to have them and, and i think a city like austin you know austin is kind of on and popping when it comes to pop culture have you seen there's a new that they've rebooted walker texas ranger and yes now, and now With the walker guy from is, supernatural and the guy is now in Austin, and I started watching it. And mm-hmm. They did, they did a whole like fifteen minute bit talking about queso. I was just like, I'm out. <laughs> I quit. I mean, yes, we like queso here in Austin, but I'm yeah. saying this is too much. Does it we need don't to be in it. all three of the first it. three episodes? Yeah, no. of him just chowing. Yeah, no, I get it. Yeah, he's like, well, I went out for some queso. That's why you couldn't find me. <laughs> <laughs> Um, yeah, but I think this is, uh, I think we're going to continue to see direct to consumer online brands like Warby Parker, Amazon, Netflix. I mm-hmm. think we're going to start to see smaller companies that are direct to consumer online realize that, Hey, I need to have some sort of operation, whether it's warehousing or whatever. Why not combine that with a little retail space where my local cons- customers can yeah, and that listen, if that increases your customer appreciation, which increases the lifetime value of that customer, it mm-hmm. starts to be worth it. If you guys watched a show like Shark Tank, and you know, 13 seasons now into Shark Tank, they're talking to direct to consumer internet companies. And the one thing they always talk about CAC, customer acquisition cost and lifetime customer value. And if this is something that increases lifetime customer value for Netflix, as you know, TMTG plus comes online. <laughs> and all these other, and you know, the more legitimate streaming options sure. start to. And listen, I know people who, you know, two months of Netflix cancel, two months of Hulu cancel, two months of HBO cancel. They binge everything they want to binge and they cancel, get something else. It's a very smart strategy, actually. But, but that's not most people. That's not most people. But for those who are, Long-term hanger honors, me, for instance, mm-hmm. right? And me. They just, yeah, they just added Netflix. Seinfeld just got added back to Netflix. Yeah, You're, you got me. No, I would pay twenty five dollars a month to watch uh, Seinfeld all over and all, over. Customer and over. acquisition costs is a real thing, so being yeah. able to maintain that on, and again, it'll kind of tie into our four story when we come around here, is, is kind of part of that same st- strategy. And I think uh, this is just smart. It's a low cost inexpensive maintenance because they'll end up with what maybe 10 of these eventually right total Um, i don't see them having more than 15 across the country and 15 sounds pretty like like a stretch yeah and very very strategic locations oh man i didn't realize we had two netflix stories today either way we do we do so we'll move on go ahead and move on to our next story which yeah i'm gonna have to play the uh the what i would normally say the danny version of the story so this this story is the non-story of stories no not when you hear my take on it so go ahead okay 
the 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 big man wanted the story, so I permitted it. Mm. Okay. Yeah. We're like a nineteen he always refers to like our relationship. Well, it's kind of like a marriage. Like like a nineteen fifties marriage. Where I'm <laughs> allowing this. I'm letting you cut your hair. Okay. Hey, go ahead. What's our ad before we, we have this story? Of course. Big man gear is that guy's idea of a of a merch brand. So it's a humorous, fun, easygoing take on some of a Gen Xer's perspective on funny things. Uh, I love this man with all my heart, but we have very different ideas of what is funny. Hey, I saw my first big man gear shirt out in the wild this this week. So did you, you know really? what? I did. Mazel I sure one hundred percent did. It was happens to be a kids? neighbor two doors down. But hey, I don't care. It was out it in the counts. wild. I didn't I'll know he it. had it. Um, it was my new big man gear that I just put up last week. Nice. Um, but uh, yeah, yeah. So, so uh, go to bigmangear.com. That'll take you to the Amazon Prime store. It's all uh, packaged and shipped by Amazon Prime. Makes your life super easy. They already have all of your data, all of your likes, dislikes, facial recognition software. They know your voice print, your fingerprints, know your blood type. They know everything about you. So go to Amazon <laughs> I did. Prime. I did offer to buy it from him immediately because with him buying the T-shirt meant that I had to stay in there and listen to his ideas on more T-shirts. So I kind of immediately regretted my decision. But uh, <laughs> yeah, no, it was awesome. Awesome. All right, so that's right. bigmangear.com. Uh, so the story is obviously uh, this: the, the Assemble protocol it was listed on Coinbase Pro. Yes, um, it's an ERC twenty token or an Ethereum token. It, you know, might be an easier way to right. understand. It's it. an Ethereum token. It's the best. Is what most people are going to understand. Yes. So I, again, it got listed on on Coinbase Pro. And it goes up 217% in a day. Um, by the way, just throw this out there. The TMTG SPAC <laughs> went up like four or 500% in a day. Okay. So I mean, 217 in a day is nice. It's a good day for those people who are holding the token. Um, tokens trading around seven cents right now. Right, and uh, that is the end of the story, as far as I understand it. The big man, take <clears throat> that it away. Is, that is the end of the story. Really, is the story. But here, here's my thing. You and I have talked about s stocks over yes. the the weeks doing the show. Uh, yeah. We've talked about um, you know uplisting to Nasdaq. We've talked about S packs. We've talked about yes. you know um, that direct kind of stuff. Listings, right? We talked about all of this listing. stuff. Right. Yeah. Here's my. Here's my. When I say my take on this is is this is a relatively unknown cryptocurrency, right? Yeah, like and, and nobody token, knew yeah. this existed. And I, you know, as someone who is, uh, you know, a, a dabbler, uh, mm -hmm. I didn't know what this was. So. Okay, so this is my point entirely, my take on this story, which is I'm going to go ahead and, ra you know, wave the red flag on this uh, as is popular this week. Red flag, red flag, red flag, red yeah. flag. Yeah. Um, you have a, a, a relatively unknown cryptocurrency right. that gets listed on the largest cryptocurrency exchange in the United States of America, and it triples in value overnight. 
Yeah. Does that not seem like some Wolf of Wall Street pink stock stuff back in the day, right off the, the movie, where you take a pink stock that nobody knows that's two guys out of a garage, right. you, you put it out there, give access to millions of people that are being called on the phone telling them it's the next Amazon, right, and, then it, whatever. and then it shoots up in value because of the, you know what I mean? Because of, yeah. And the so, people that are selling it to you are the ones selling. Yeah. Right? So... Who are you saying is the one pushing the Wolf of Wall Street style? I think deal Coinbase. Coinbase? I, I, my okay. fear is is that Coinbase because you have Coinbase has two products. They have their free version and their pro version. If you yeah. look at that, their free version has access, according to their website as of today. Um, you have on their free version access to one hundred of one hundred and seven cryptocurrencies, yeah. including the big ones, your Bitcoin, your Litecoin, you know that yeah. kind of stuff. Um, and then they have the pro version, which is a paid version. You get lower fees on it but you right. have access to what it says again according to its website 250 plus and growing yeah. how as coinbase as a company let's just say absolute right. power corrupts absolutely i believe that right yeah you have access to the largest exchange of cryptocurrencies how do you not abuse that in some way by going here's joe bob cryptocurrency let's add it to coinbase because we know that's automatically going to get a pop we yeah, listen, know that's automatically going to grow. I, here's the thing: you're you're not your your theory here isn't wrong. I just don't think that Coinbase cares that much about making 217 percent because they can do better with other ones. No, no, but their their part is the fees. They could give a crap. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's not about that it went up 300 percent. It's about yeah. the number of transactions. That's my point. That's the whole Wolf of Wall Street thing. Now, Wolf of Wall Street right. was making it on both ends. They were right, making right, right. a portion of the growth and selling it, right. right? Which was the illegal part, right? They they own the companies that they were selling, right? right? But in this case, how do you know not the same thing? How do you know you and I again right. Wolf of Wall Street? How do you know that Coinbase isn't out there buying up a big chunk of this cryptocurrency and then turning around and selling it as the You're right? I guess I don't know that. People. And I guess I don't know that, you know, the uh, uh, when a company is that big as Coinbase, you know, they're not every decision isn't running from the top. So there's no reason to think that maybe some littler guy who's like, hey, there's a reason to look at the white paper on this coin and on this token, rather, look at the white paper on this token. And um, says, hey, we should list to some pro. So that's where I'm saying, eh, you know. Well, I, but so NASDAQ, all of these, the big boards, right? NASDAQ, New York Stock Exchange have all these hurdles to make sure that right. to, you, you are a legit company that has a legit product that should be on these. Does Coinbase, how did Coinbase come about deciding that, that yeah, this that's nobody? I, so here's the thing, big man. The entire, in the entire crypto industry, I would say 90% of the projects you're going to see out there are grifts of this nature. They're pump and dumpers. But that's right? my entire point. Coinbase but is a big enough. Right. That they should have weeded out this as a pump and dumper. If it is. If it is. I'm not saying it is. I'm just yeah, saying of we don't that know a that cryptocurrency sure. that no one that I know has ever heard of. That well, I can't don't know find a single in industry, reason. So. I can't find... Look, I'd spend my days and nights about head deep in business stuff that, that I can't find a single... I cannot find a single... And this is how I kind of came up with this theory, right? This Wolf of Wall Street type of theory. Is I right. can't find a single article out there that shows why this company should be on Coinbase. Why this cryptocurrency was chosen over any other 
number that are out there. There was right. that whole thing about a year ago, or I mean, maybe it was a year and a half ago, where Warren Buffett says, "Here's my cryptocurrency portfolio," and it's like a stack about this, this, you know, about this uh, wide of papers where he had bought like millions of cryptocurrencies of these ones that were fractions of pennies or whatever. And he's like, "If one of these takes off or whatever," I mean, there are there are so many out there. Yeah, Coinbase and, has this access of right. people. They're fish in a barrel. Same thing we were talking about on the first story. If you have a Coinbase wallet, you are a fish in a barrel barrel for cryptocurrencies. We true. know that's what you're here for. So if Very I true. grab one that it's of no value right. and push it out to you, how many people of the millions of people that have Coinbase wallets are going to... Throw some money into it, and then transaction mm -hmm. fees, and you know, yeah. And again, cryptocurrency being heavily unregulated, nobody's watching where any of this money's going. Well, nobody's heavily watching. Heavily unregulated is a weird phrase because it's just unregulated, right? Well, As yes, it should be. I, you are correct. I did use heavily in front of a word that didn't need it. So, but uh, maybe well, look at me know. being a dick. Yeah, exactly. So yes, but using just, grammar. Listen, yeah, okay. Hey, listen. Uh, this is this story starts the way it the story ends the way it starts as being a non-story to me anyway right no okay. i think uh, uh, this story to me was just a, an opportunity to talk about one of the ways that i think again yes and that the broader story here is hey guess what when it comes to the crypto and defy industry there's some skeevy people out there just like <laughs> literally every other industry that's ever existed since the beginning of time uh, that's funny because the difference between Danny and I is glaring in this. Danny just goes, you should accept the fact that there's a bunch of skeevy people out there. Or I yeah. sit in the fact that, hey, maybe we can prevent some of these skeevy people doing we skeevy can. things. Right? No, no, no. This is how you prevent skeevy people from harming people. You let them harm two or three people and the rest of us go, skeeve, skeeve ball. <laughs> skeeve ball. Sleeve ball. Fake. He's, he's a fake. Yeah. Fake news. Uh, uh, fake news. You pay news. Yeah, because otherwise we erect the system in which the skeevy people develop regulations and other skeevy people uh, come along and they go, hey, let's skeeve out everybody else. And then, yeah. And then we end up with uh, Trump social media. Truth uh, social. See, I started out with the conspiracy theory that led to Danny getting his own out there. I, I like it. I like it. The horseshoe. All right. All right. We're going to move on to this last story about Squid Game. But before we do that, I want to tell you about powerhouse drones. A lot of you are going to be sitting at home now or whatever, looking for a new hobby. You want to learn about flying a drone. Want to see what your neighbors are up to in their house. Because they're always no, getting that's weird illegal. Packages. Danny, stop it. Go ahead. Of course, I'm not telling people to do that. I'm joking. It's a, it's a joke. <laughs> you can go to powerhousedrones.com, my website, to learn about what kind of drone is the right drone for you. To use in entirely legal and moral ways. Yes. Because he said that with a lot of confidence. But go ahead. So this last story <laughs> is a is an interesting one. Uh, the big man sent it to me, and um, mm -hmm. I just don't care for it. But, again, you know, we're a 1950s marriage. Sometimes you have to let the little lady do what she wants. Uh, so First of Netflix all, you have not seen Squid Games. Really? No. Like, none of it? No. Are you crazy? I don't speak Korean, and I'm not going to watch it. They have an English dub version, all right? I don't like the English dub version. And then, listen. 
I'm just going to say not, this. It's probably yeah. the best English dub version of any show I've ever seen. So when I was a kid, I loved watching karate movies, kung fu movies, that kind of thing. Watched a lot of dubbed over stuff in, that was Chinese to English, Japanese mm -hmm. to English. Can't do it. I'm just over it. I'm not watching subtitles. I don't care how good you say it is. I don't care. how You're not the it's only so person in my life saying I have to watch this. You're not the only person saying, well, there's an English dub version that you hook. It's so um, good. Yeah. Okay. So they're saying that Netflix is estimating, and this is an interesting, this is a mind screw of, uh, of a phrase. But they're saying that over 130 million people have watched the show. Yes. It cost them about $20 million to make Squid Game. Yep. And they're saying the second season will bring around $900 million of value. Which no, no, no. They're saying this first season oh, has created really? $900 million in value. Am I? I got it wrong? Yeah. So here's the deal. And here's why this is important. And we kind of alluded to it earlier. Ooh, Obviously, I Netflix... Obviously, Netflix, unlike a movie that comes out at the movies, right? We've all heard yes. the headlines where, okay, the new what horror movie made $200 million worldwide, right. whatever. Netflix doesn't do that. They don't sell tickets. They sell monthly subscriptions, right? right. So this goes into what we were talking about earlier about uh, maintaining customers, right? right? And how they maintain and grown customers from month to month right is by providing new products new right new shows new right. movies whatever value, so they have to value. evaluate what something is worth differently than a movie ticket right right so they have an algorithm on the back end which by the way netflix is notorious for not giving out information They'll right. say something like, oh, this Very is the number tightly. one show, whatever, but they never talk about how much money it's made on it, how much, you know, whatever. They they are notorious. They don't even let uh, Fluffy, who's the guy, the, the Hispanic comedian Fluffy, yeah. uh, Gabriel Iglesias, right, yes. um, has a whole skit in some of his newer comedy stuff talking about when he was doing a show for Netflix, he was, every week he would wait on that call from Netflix, and the, he would get the call, and the call would tell him nothing. He's right, like, right, right. so how did my show do? He's like, uh, no, we're not here to talk about that, but you're great to keep recording. And it's right, like, right, right, yeah. well, how did I do? How's the show doing? No, right. we're not. So they don't even give the stars of the show the information, yes. they definitely don't give yeah. it to the media, right? So for right. them to turn around and say, hey, this is worth, it costs us $21 million. It's worth $900 million to us in right. value is an insane number, right? right. It's wild. And, um, you know, this is what, when people, you know, they hear about movies that cost TV shows that cost a lot of money to make, this is... You know, companies like Netflix, people that make movies, movie producers, studios, or whatever, they operate with a um, venture capital style model, which right. is we're going to throw a bunch of money at the at the wall here, at a bunch of different ideas. Which is kind of why you'll see, like you know, sometimes competing studios will have the similar movies oh. coming out oh, at yeah. the same time. Because I remember there was maybe two, three years ago, there was like three Robin Hood movies coming out at the same time. Right, and like two Hercules movies came out at one yes. time, like The Rocks and then the other guy. And there's always one that's more popular than the other. But Correct. that's been forever. Back when Deep Bugs Impact came out Ants. the same year as uh, yeah. 
Uh, yeah, Bugs Life and Ants came out the same year. Deep Impact and and what was it? Armageddon came out the same year. Yeah. And yeah. like that. So it's happened before, but but this kind of thing. What you have here is one of those anomalies where you go, this is how Netflix can be Netflix for the foreseeable future, is you have relatively low cost. This is a South Korean movie, right, or or TV show that was created in South Korea. It cost them $21 million not only to create, but to produce and push out. So that's, that's basically their top number. Here's what it cost us entirely is 21 million dollars here's what it's worth to us 900 million dollars and if we can continue to do that well we'll just own everything right yeah so here's the other thing what you said earlier which is they don't reveal their numbers to anybody we don't know if any of what they're saying is true right there's no way to verify this other than netflix saying it right yes um but we do know that obviously squid game at well and i say we do know They've been telling us for two weeks that Squid Game is their number one new show that has been watched by. But again, this is all information coming from Netflix. Right. So we don't know if any of this is true. I just think, you know, it's interesting that no one is going, hey, there's only Korean people in this Korean show. <laughs> and that's not offensive. to It shouldn't be offensive to anybody, but I just think that's interesting. Here's what here's what I'm, I'm curious to see ultimately what Netflix. So I'll give you an example. Um, right. There have been several shows throughout the last 10 or 15 years that I have that have become new. Let's say just some fall new show on NBC. Right. Yeah. Um, and then I come to find out during the course of that that it's actually a remade version of like a European show. Yes. Like The Office, for example, yes. was a remake of a show that already existed. Just yeah, a, called the an Office. American, right, called The Office, right? Yeah. And, and they didn't even rename it. They just, no, nope, this is the American version. And guess what? It's a brand new show. So if you're watching the American version of The Office for three seasons and then you go, holy crap, there's five seasons of this European Office. Right. And then you go on and you figure out the same characters, it has the same story, basic storyline. There might be yeah. little nuances, right? right? So, but so in this case, there's another one called Ghost this year that just came out, and I figured out like, no, it's a it's a remake. But my point mm-hmm. though is, is how does in let's say in this case, Squid Game, right? Netflix right. came out with this. They dubbed it English. They really don't have an option to turn around four years from now and create an English. Right, an American like redo you, it. They they could totally remake it. Just call it something else, right? They could turn it with into a, a very movie. similar storyline and very can, similar. So, yeah. I can say this much. You know, my 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 family is from India. I was born here, but you know, India is different. And this, you know, people always talk about Bollywood produces so many movies. Guess what, friends? India speaks twenty different languages, something like twenty different languages. So. They might make. They have literally changed the production style of their movies, to where they make a movie and they have the set, everything set up. They take the script, they translate it in five different languages. They have the actors there, and they go, "Okay, Hindi people go first. Now Telugu, and they just that's how they shoot movies, right? Really? Yeah, yeah. So yeah. they don't dub it over like we do no, in no, English. No, no, no. They or, have or different they, actors or the same actors do a different language because Indian, you know, the 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 Kerala people know that. Well, that's a Tamil actor. Right. So they know mm. that that's not a guy who speaks our language. We don't want this fakery in our house. But you will see that where actors will learn. And we see this in K-pop where Korean singers will learn different Chinese languages so that they can play in China. 
Um, they'll learn different. They'll learn a lot of different languages, and they'll speak three or four. And there, I remember, you know, I have a niece who's big into K-pop, and there's literally the exact same song, and there's the Chinese version and the Korean version, and the band has twenty members in it, and the Korean version is ten guys, and is the, these ten? But there's an overlap, wow. and then you know the 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 guys who are in the middle who are in the overlap are the cuter ones, right? Of course. So yeah, it's all very interesting, but that's how they shoot movies in other places. So and listen, this this concept isn't new. The concept for the show Shark Tank is actually called Dragon's Den and was on in the mm -hmm. UK and Australia for a long time, my friends. Um, and they brought it to the US and they go dragons. That doesn't translate into American culture. They go Shark Tank. Um, and uh, not this a uh, couple weeks ago, they had Peter something from the original Dragon's Den from the UK crossed over to do the American show. Fa fascinating, right? Nice. Yeah. So that is one way when you are dealing with a global audience to create inexpensive content. And hey, guess what? Why do they make so many action movies? Because it's so much because kaboom is the same thing in every language. Well, sure. And and look, Netflix has done and they've gotten better and better in some ways. Um, you know, they've gotten movie stars, right? Uh, Chris Hemsworth is making ex a second extraction. Um, you know, you've gotten big time movie stars to come in. They're and start making, making a second extraction. Yes, they are making a second. Extraction. The first one was so good. It was it was good, but it was an action movie. Again, what do you want out of an action movie? Right. That's actually my biggest knock on Netflix, to be honest with you, that I think is the gap between netflix or even a lot of other countries in their tv shows and movies and like hollywood is the yeah. development of characters that depth right. of character so extraction for example great action movie as long as you don't pay any attention to the depth of the characters in it right yeah they're shallow like a puddle right so so where if it was a hollywood movie there would be a lot more depth to the character there's a lot right. more time spent of you getting invested and how that character feels, invested in that character's pain, yeah, invested. Like it, was, it was a good action romp, but I wasn't. Right. And what's an interesting tidbit for our audience, um, we were going to reboot our original podcast, which was a movie podcast where we talked mm -hmm. about movies. And uh, so the big man texted me and said, hey, can you watch Extraction? I watched it. He did not text me back for three weeks to record the the video talking about it. <laughs> we but never not, reviewed it. Danny's not butthurt about it at all. So no, um, just, just not, not at all. Not butthurt about so, it. That was I only like so, two years ago. So yeah, I am so used to never like, hey, we're gonna do this, then hearing nothing from you. Yeah. Hey, we have a podcast right now that we're doing I this know, on, but he's still do. butthurt. Look, it, it's estimate according to what uh, Netflix put out. People have spent one point four billion hours watching the show that's, that's a lot of with the yeah, that's a that's a lot of lifetime right there okay one per and look this th look this all and again netflix is in the business of making money so this all goes into the pot for them right it's already netflix was down for the year but they've already seen like a seven percent increase in their stock since this show came out and they started leaking and again these are all coming from netflix it could all be right. fugazi i don't know it, it okay 
but uh, you know it could all be a ploy just to increase their stock price for you know in the short term because they're down but you're talking right. about something that again according to them the entire season of squid games costs them less to produce and put on their channel than dave Chappelle's new special holy crap i guess when you think about it they did give him 40 million bucks for that didn't they it cost less the entire season than two episodes of the crown Wow. So when you put it in that kind of light, you start to see why, why Netflix goes, two. hey, <laughs> we need a little bit more of this. Yeah, totally. You know, a little bit more of this, a little less of that. A little bit more of this, a little less than that. Now, right. I will say, again, even did though I did it? enjoy it, what's that? Squid, Squid Game? Did you yeah, I've it? seen the entire season, right? Okay. So, And I say it's awesome. I also have a tendency, and you know this based on our movie review days, that I have a pretty low bar for TV shows and movies. And you like everything. If I'm entertained, it's worth it to me. Yeah. Um, I do. So I did, when I say it's awesome, I mean in the lens of what it is. It's a yeah. South Korean TV show that they dubbed into English. So well, it's sure going to be North Korean. If you put that in perspective of that's what it is... Right. And put your expectations there. It's yeah. great. It's amazing. Okay. Right. And yeah. as far as the twists, like if you're reading a book, there's yeah. a couple of great twists in it. Right. Yeah. I, uh, I, I'm, I just don't have the time to invest into another show. Billions is on Amazon. Uh, I, I, I wanted to start watching startup because it's on Netflix. Where do I have the time? I'm running several successful businesses over here. I understand. I understand. Yeah. But sometimes you've got to make time for certain things that are relevant. Mm. Um, and this looks like one of those trains that, uh, at least for next Netflix, has definitely paid off. And I wonder totally. for them, if because they've been pushing foreign TV shows down yes. your throat for years now. Like, this is not, yeah. by far, not the, their first. The number of times I've clicked on a show, being so excited for it, and then it's like, and then it's in French. It's like, oh, Netflix. I'm this close. If I click on one more thing in French, because the French are dirty. If I click on one more thing that's in French, I swear to God, Netflix, I will be a TMTG Plus subscriber for life. My wife won't watch anything dubbed. She hates it yeah. when their, their lips don't match. And uh, uh, she Agreed. won't uh, watch anything in subtitles either. Where I will, I'll watch action movies in subtitle, yes. like like yeah. It Man, right? It Man are all subtitles, right? Or Intellectual what? Property Man? No, 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 no. But yes, It Man or The Train <laughs> to Busan. The you yeah, know what yeah, I mean? Okay. The zombie ones. But anyway, I have a, I have a cousin that's a uh, that's an intellectual property attorney. And I made that joke to him once, and he just he rolled his eyes and was like, "Well, that's uh, that's all right." I was like, "That's actually really funny, you jerk." So, uh, that's funny. Puns are cool. Yeah, and you're not even a dad. Well, that, that is a total dad sane. joke. Uh, yeah, that, that is a total dad sane. joke. Well, before we cut everybody loose today, I just want to remind everyone that it is easier to brainwash people than it is to tell a person who is brainwashed that they are brainwashed. I I I'm not gonna get into why you thought that was an appropriate ending to this particular show. All right, folks, we'll see you next time.